Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip you, our listener, with the helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. I'm Josh Clues, a wealth advisor with Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. I believe my calling in this life is to enable others to fulfill their own calling by helping them harness their financial wealth to their purpose in life. Please join me each week for market thoughts, planning ideas, and most importantly, intangible balance sheet discussions, which highlight the importance of all those things money can't buy and death can't take away. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to the Wisdom of Wealth podcast. Thank you again for your time. Uh, today, I want to focus in on uh, some of the things that I encounter when uh, a prospective client comes across my path. Um, and uh, primarily, I want to focus in on um, what I believe are some of the pitfalls that different friends and neighbors can encounter. So what do I mean by some of the common things? So when I review a prospective client's uh, financial plan or their financial standing when they come in from other firms, one of the common mistakes that I encounter um, is that I find that there's a lot of the time someone's been sold the idea of retirement and the portfolio return, return assumption necessary to get them from point A to point B. Um, now, you may be listening and saying, Josh, what's the big deal? Um, but you, know, you may think that's only natural. But for someone to focus on just portfolio returns, I'd submit to you that, honestly, that's focusing on the wrong thing. Um, it tends to lead to people to think very short-term rather than long-term, uh, micro rather than macro. And when you combine this with a market that typically rewards people for long-term decision-making and long-term commitments, it's a recipe for disaster. So focusing on returns exclusively up front, again, I just think doesn't serve anyone very well when they start out in that conversation. It causes someone to focus on something that, frankly, they can't control and which isn't designed to bring you a short-term return, frankly, uh, in most cases. So rather than focusing on what you, you know, can't control, I'd rather that you focus on what you can control. And by that, I want you to fo- I mean, I want you to focus on your spending, uh, your tax planning, and a lot of the financial relationships that are out there, either knowingly or unknowingly, start out on the wrong foot to begin with. So to illustrate my point, I'm going to uh, walk you through a hypothetical scenario. I'm going to tell you about a hypothetical couple uh, named John and Jane Doe. I'll focus today on just a few of the things that I think are macro points, um, and maybe later we'll dive in more, but we'll see where we get uh, today uh, with this time that we have together. So first and foremost, Mr. and Mrs. Doe came in to their financial advisor relationship wanting to know if they could stop working. Not uncommon and not unlike most other people. They wanted to know when they could stop working. Would they have enough to live on? Like most people, they're looking forward to just 
being able to spend their free time as they want, and they wanted more of their free time. They wanted to use that time however they chose. Often when this is the case, uh, people go in search of what they think is security, and it causes them to ask the wrong questions because they don't know what questions to ask. They haven't spent their life in the industry or around the industry. Um, and even if they verify the firm that they're interviewing um, through other sources, they can't necessarily verify whether their firm can deliver on what they're selling them, uh, whether they can deliver on what they're seeking even. So without having any previous experience, oftentimes people partner with someone um, who is focusing on the wrong things without even realizing it. Like we mentioned before, they focus on the just a simple rate of return, asset allocation, and buzzwords uh, like, are you a conservative investor or are you a uh, moderate investor? They don't do any actual planning. And the hard part about this story for Mr. and Mrs. Doe is that like so many people, they fall into this trap. They're seeking security and they look to investment returns. Um, and deep down, they, they think that this is going to bring them income security. So they focus on something that I believe, unfortunately, causes them, gives them the illusion of security and causes them to focus very short term rather than long term. And unfortunately, the illusion comes to an abrupt end the first time that market volatility comes into play because everyone believes that they've been through you know, a wild market before. But what we found and what I have come to understand is that going through a, market vol a volatile market when, while you're working is far different than going through one and experiencing one when you're driving your income and your paycheck from your resources. It's just a different psychological profile to begin with. It puts you just in, in a different category all the way around. So when someone comes to me and, and asks for these things similar to like Mr. and Mrs. Doe or John and, and Jane, um, I want to focus on their monthly income stream. Uh, but before we get there, John and Jane, you know, <laughs> like most couples, to make matters worse, uh, with this newfound time freedom, they consume a little bit of TV. And with that TV comes financial news. And if you've been around me for a long time, you know that I don't have any love lost for financial media. <laughs> and what hurts is, you know, they've, they're trying to do the responsible thing. Um, and like most couples, uh, we'll just use this for example, John probably spends more time trying to be informed about market trends and, and Jane doesn't spend as much time, you know, focusing on that. So unfortunately, even though their heart is to be better informed, they've gone to the last place that I'd spent, that I would send anyone that I cared about, uh, or, or wanted to advise to find good information to be informed. Now, luckily, Jane has avoided this trap to a degree uh, when uh, you know she's she's just decided not to worry about it and outsource this to her husband. You know, but uh, it, it still isn't a, a good recipe because when uh, moments of stress come into the picture, guess what? You know, you're you're both watching the TV at the same time. So again, like I said. The sad part about all of this is that John and Jane, these hypothetical 
prospective clients just simply want someone to give them wise financial counsel. Unfortunately, the first step to this whole process wasn't jotting down their investable net net worth. It wasn't having them fill out an otherwise meaningless, um, you know, investment uh, risk profile or analysis. But it was actually getting to know them as people, trying to understand their unique goals, aspirations, and dreams, getting to understand what their family's unique needs are. You've heard me say it once, and I'm positive you'll hear me again say it again, but all financial planning and wealth advisory relationships ultimately begin and continue because of trust. Um, And that trust is only capable and only an option when you actually understand who each other are. Um, And a side note to that is it's very important that you understand the beliefs and principles of the person that you're partnering with as well. Uh, But that's a side tangent. So when you have spent your entire life in another field, you're coming to my industry and our industry hoping to find someone that will guide you through the next chapters of your life. Um, You want someone that knows how best to help you and your specific needs get answers to life's questions, regardless of, of what your scenario might be. You don't need those answers all at once, um, obviously. And, and I, if you've been with me in any amount of, of time, you know that I tend to get very particular and I ask a lot of questions up front. I don't want to expect those answers all up front, but I do want those questions in the back of your head. Um, there's simply no amount of, uh, of, there's simply just no amount of time that you could spend asking someone about their financial resources uh, up front that could outweigh the value that you get from understanding someone's unique beliefs and life experiences before you ever begin uh, to look at asset allocation and all those other things. So John and Jane deserved someone who was going to get to know them at a minimum and their family and more in depth, uh, the better, the more in depth, the better. They deserve someone who was going to take the time uh, to monitor their cash flow. And that's assuming that they constructed a cash flow, but monitor that cash flow and make sure that it was constantly fitting their needs. More importantly, they deserve to partner with someone who would come alongside them uh, and explain what was going on periodically in their cash flow and in their portfolio and how that affected their uh, financial situation and arm them with the information that they needed uh, to fall back on um, when you know their confidence in the market you know, waned or when market volatility inevitably comes around. At the end of the day, I find couples like John and Jane uh, and, you know, in various stages of life, and I typically ask them for their financial and their family investment philosophy. And uh, also I ask them, could they explain to me a little bit more about their tax plan and what tax planning has gone into their 
family situation. Now, if I get uh, too long of an awkward pause, I, I typically try to uh, make a corny joke to loosen things up. But this is the point where I explain to people that constructing a cash flow uh, is the second most critical piece of financial planning. Understanding you, the client, is is first and foremost, but constructing that cash flow and understanding what those income requirements are going to be is important. Sometimes clients or prospective clients may come to us and say, hey, I need a number that <laughs> the the engine of their financial resources just can't generate. Uh, and, and so you have to say, okay, well, here's what we need to do in order to help you achieve that goal. And sometimes it means working longer. Sometimes it means investing differently. Um, but it, it is never as simple as just, you know, asset allocation and, and forgetting everything after that fact. Constructing a cash flow for people is important because it forces you to map out another piece, which is your tax rate. I've talked about tax planning and it forces you to understand what your tax rate will be today what it will be once you've reached required minimum minimum distribution age and what it will be when you're in your 80s and 90s and then even what tax rate your heirs might be at when you know they they inherit your your assets i think it goes without saying but i'm going to repeat it again how beneficial is it to get a client another 1% return if it arbitrarily, if in getting that 1% return, you've made their cash flow inefficient and their tax rate goes up and they're not actually able to, to harvest any of the benefits of that increased return. It just doesn't make any sense. And typically what, what happens in order for the typical advisor to get that extra return is that he exposes clients to, he or she exposes their clients to greater risk um, than, than is necessary. So again, when I construct a cash flow for someone, I'm looking at um, how they how that I generate that cash flow and that income. And also I want to know what their tax rate is at those various stages of life. It may sound minuscule or like a small thing, but even being able to change someone's average tax rate over the course of their investment lifetime, 1%, you know, and marginally bring that down and smooth out their tax ride, that's something that you can actually plan for. That's something that you can actually, with a, a greater degree, control. Market returns and the timing of those market returns, you have absolutely no control over those, those things. What you do have control over is the plan that you create and the discipline that surrounds and the education process that surrounds your investment philosophy. If you can avoid those large spikes in your income and make sure that you're able to keep your, your dollars working longer for you, it goes without saying that you're going to have a, a better outcome in most cases. The reason that I'm such a big proponent uh, of this is that, again, it forces you to focus on what you can control not what you can't control. We're in a unique position where we can help clients figure out how to put their wealth uh, to work through wise choices over time so that they can be 
more efficient, more tax optimized, and in most cases, save money uh, at the end of the day. So if you're watching this, listening to this, or, or choosing to read it um, via the newsletter, and, and you're entertaining the thought of partnering with someone or working with someone um, who hasn't really spent a whole lot of time getting to know you, or who is asking a lot of questions up front uh, in the first 20 or 30 minutes of meeting you about uh, what your investable assets are and uh, what you expect your returns to be, you might want to be forewarned that may not be the best uh, setup and the best relationship uh, to generate the trust and understanding that, that I previously mentioned. If you're around the industry long enough, and I think just to summarize here, one of the things that uh, probably the whole um, lack of understanding who your client is and getting to know them, the, the piece that, and then failing to put together that cash flow, the reason that this comes full circle is if you're around the industry long enough, you'll undoubtedly hear an industry veteran you know, tell you uh, that the words that they fear the most um, over everything else, and the words that I'd even say they probably hate the most are, this time it's different. And what they mean by that is that the talking heads are doing what they do, which is sell books instead of manage money. And they're telling people that it's time because of, the, you know, this time, this market event is, is different than all the rest. It's time to ditch your first principles and all that you've ever learned and run and hide. When in reality, that's the exact opposite of what anyone that cares about you at any stage of life has ever told you to do. Um, the, the fact that you think you can avoid momentary pain um, for long-term gain, that's just the reverse of the entire way the whole universe works. So I think it's important to base your relationships and design your relationships so that they help you um, to control what you can control and to plan for those moments that no one can predict and that no one can uh, avoid and to help you go through those events um, and understand how that those events affect your cash flow or don't affect your cash flow. and what are the requirements that you need to meet in order to continue to be disciplined, tax efficient, and continue moving forward and making progress with regard to your plan? Is the person that you're meeting with or you know, deciding to meet with today, can they do the work necessary to help you generate and, and consistently make wise choices over time as they pertain to your cash flow? Those are the questions that you need to walk through. Thank you for, for your, your time and uh, your attention today. Again, if you're planning on partnering with someone or if you're even thinking through your existing relationship, ask yourself the question, does this person really genuinely want to understand who my family is and what our cash flow looks like and how that cash flow affects um, our purpose in life? You've heard me say multiple times, again, that my calling is to enable others to fulfill their calling. And the way that I do that is ensuring that people's financial wealth is harnessed to their purpose in life. And so at the end of the day, I have to know clients very well and understand 
how to communicate with them, how each and every portion of their portfolio affects the cash flow that they depend on and the cash flow that they depend on to secure uh, goals and dreams for this generation or the next generation. Thank you again for your time today. Uh, If you have questions, please reach out. And as always, please know that I'm wishing you and your family continued truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. Have a great day. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. The guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. The distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77380.